This is Valley Watch, your first choice for public safety news and information. With Phoenix Fire Department Deputy Communication Director, Allie Party, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Good morning. Yes, that's me. I'm Allie Party. I am the Deputy Communications Director with Phoenix Fire, and you are listening to Valley Watch. It's brought to you by our good friends here at Bonneville Broadcasting, and it's a show all things public safety and things regarding the city of Phoenix and the amazing customer service we work so hard to provide for you here. And we have a very exciting and special guest this morning, Assistant Chief Tim Grace. Good morning. Good morning, Allie. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, and good morning to all the listeners out there. And so um, his voice is probably not, um, you're not a stranger to his voice or name. He was actually just recently on a KTAR talk show joining Mike Broomhead. But um, Chief Christ, can you kind of just give us a little bit of background about what you do, how long have you been with Phoenix Fire, all that kinds of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I've been with Phoenix Fire Department now for about 21 years. I started off as an inspector in the Fire Prevention Division, and I worked there for a couple of years and was hired on as a firefighter, went through the academy, spent some years as a firefighter, promoted up through the ranks, drove a truck for a while as an engineer, was a captain, had some really great assignments as a company officer in different parts of the community, then battalion chief, worked in South Phoenix, and deputy chief. I oversaw the fire marshal's office, our fire prevention division as a deputy chief, which was an extreme honor and really amazing team down there. And then in 2019, I was promoted to assistant chief. And at that time, I oversaw the operations division. And uh, and, and I'm just loving being on the executive staff and the opportunity to, to work with all the great folks we have in the city of Phoenix and our partners out there. It's been a, a wonderful career so far. Very good. It's always really fun when I get to interview you and all the different members of the executive staff and hear your stories because I feel like I know you guys very well, but then I hear different pieces and I'm like, that's so cool. I wish I would have known that already. But um, so we're here today on Valley Watch talking about, you know, different topics that are in the media or headlines and something that we are hearing a lot about and we're seeing more regularly in the fire service is some of those electric car fires. And I know um, I talked about it when we introduced the show, but you were recently on Mike Broomhead show talking about the Waymo fire that um, happened down in South Phoenix a couple weeks ago, and it made a lot of headlines. There was kind of some interesting fire tactics that happened that were pretty cool and innovative. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw that and I heard your interview with Broomhead, I was like, dang, I got to talk to Chief Christ about this. So Talk to us about that Waymo fire and what what was so unique about that? Absolutely. So the first thing from a sort of strategic perspective and a mission of who we are on the Phoenix Fire Department is we are known in, in our local circles, in the state, around the country, and around the world as a progressive organization. And part of being a progressive organization is recognizing that our world is constantly changing and our role as a fire department is to engage in those changes and, and ensure that our community can safely embrace those technologies. And that's not something new to us as an organization, certainly not something new to me. If we go back about a decade, one of the things that was changing a lot in this country and starting to, to become very real here in, in Arizona and in Phoenix was solar panels on roofs of houses, mm-hmm. photovoltaics. And in that process, understanding how that might change things for the firefighters working on different structure fires from a safety perspective, an mm-hmm. operational response perspective, how do you sort of control that hazard when the sun is shining, all of those sorts of things. We had a great seat at the table at the national level to lead a lot of those things. I was on the NFPA committees that research and did the work on that, as well as underwriters, laboratories and stuff. So this stuff is nothing new to us. For us in today's sort of world, we're seeing a lot of 
changes with battery technology, and those things are wonderful from the perspective of electric vehicles. Certainly, there's a difference in firefighting tactics and some of the the nuances with electric vehicle fires when compared to hybrids or even internal combustion engines. One of the things that, that is really important to look at is while electric vehicle fires are a little bit different from a firefighting perspective, the things that we're looking at from a safety perspective for our people, the life safety considerations are most certainly the same. Mm-hmm. And the ability to control and mitigate those incidences is a little bit different. And that's kind of part of been a, been a part of our evolution on this. Uh, another thing that's important to recognize is electric vehicle fires are pretty rare. So we took a look at it and, you know, kind of taking a look at these things yeah. and we're seeing, okay, how many electric vehicle fires have we had in the last three or four years? And mm-hmm. the number is like four. Oh, wow. Well, Allie, you know, as deputy director here yeah. at the Phoenix Fire Department, we we're on 250,000 calls a year and yeah. four of them were electric vehicle fires. So they're not happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Of course, data is going to drive these things and we'll continue to keep a close eye on what's happening, what's trending here in Phoenix around the country. One thing that's unique about electric vehicle fires is when the batteries do go into that process of thermal runaway, what can happen is one battery gets into a a state of chemical thermal runaway. It starts heating up. It starts off-gassing hydrogen gas and carbon monoxide and some other sorts of things. That process and that heat spreads to other batteries, and that's where you have those fires that, that kind of burn. And one of the things that we've been really proud of as a fire department is when we started looking at this stuff, we're looking at it from the perspective of emergency response, training for our people. We're looking at what people are doing around the world. We're studying the science, public education, very comprehensive sort of package. And what we learned is the best way to engage in those firefights is first address life safety. And the second thing is to cool down those batteries. So we train our firefighters on how to do that. We recognize that there's about 36 different manufacturers of electric vehicles in this country today. Uh, mm-hmm. We have access to all of those training and emergency response guides. We work very closely with them. And it's not terribly complicated for us. We kind of cool those batteries down, get it out of that process of thermal runaway. One thing that we have to recognize with anything, whether it's gasoline or a battery or a coiled spring, is there's energy stored in that. There's energy stored in that. So the ability to control that energy when it's getting outside of that container in ways that it wasn't supposed to has been firefighting history for 200 years, you know, so yeah. it's not not terribly, it's different, but not terribly new. On the Waymo fire, there was some extra complexity to that because mm-hmm. we had a, a contents fire in a, in a big building. Yeah, and it happened the car to be, was inside, it, right? Yeah, it was yeah. in the building. So it, you know, I think a lot of folks might look at that and say, oh my gosh, what, like, look at the amount of resources it took to deal with that mm-hmm. car fire. On the other hand, it was a car fire inside of a building. So yeah. you had that Unique. additional, yeah, you mm-hmm. had a a contents fire inside a large commercial building that happened to be an electric vehicle. With like more electric vehicles around it, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for us, our complete kind of fire protection package worked very well in that environment. The sprinkler systems contained and controlled that fire. Good job, fire fi- prevention. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it gave our firefighters the opportunity to address life safety, to start to cool down those batteries, start to ventilate that building, mm-hmm. came up with a plan to safely get the vehicle out, which went very smoothly. I was very impressed with that. And then definitively sort of taking care of that potential for thermal runaway later on. We've been watching what folks are doing in Europe, different folks around the country. Mm -hmm. I know what we don't want as an organization is to dump millions of gallons of water trying to combat this thermal runaway. It lasts Mm -hmm. for days and days and days. That's not what we want. So our plan that that we've worked through with all of our partners and, and, and various folks around the country has been 
this process of getting those vehicles, getting them on top of a little bed of sand, and then putting the rest of the sand on top of it. And in that environment, encapsulates those batteries and controls that thermal runaway, making it safe for everybody and mitigating the incident. So it's working very well for us. It's very unique and interesting, and it makes total sense. You know, when you think about these batteries having that, you know, overheating energy or whatever, the thermal runaway. Being able to say, okay, well, you put the fire out, whether you use water or not, or sand, but there are instances where sometimes they can reignite. Is that correct? That's exactly correct. Yeah. And so the concept of that sand is just keeping it in until it completely dies. Yep. Totally encapsulates that, that fire and contains it in a way that it would prevent that energy from escaping, from causing other problems for us. And that's the other piece of the of the battery sort of situation is the stranded energy that exists in those batteries. When mm-hmm. fuel is burned off in a gasoline tank in a normal internal combustion vehicle, then the fuel is gone, the energy is gone. But for these, not all the batteries get consumed at once, which is yeah. a good thing from a fire control perspective, but that energy is still there and the potential is still there. So encapsulating it in sand is working very well for us. That's so cool. And we talk about being innovative and that is just about as innovative as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about, and I know you had kind of highlighted some of the partners that, you know, went into that Waymo incident. It's yeah. like the streets component mm-hmm. and being able to, you know, bring a, a dumpster and all those types of things. And yeah. this is really a team effort. hundred <laughs> percent. So we are so fortunate for Phoenix Fire and our region, the partnerships we have. The streets department is incredible. They do a great job. The city of Phoenix partners we have as a whole, Mm. whether it be Phoenix PD, the water department, environmental programs, we have great partners. But another thing that's very unique to our region is our regional partnerships. Mm -hmm. So so to, to go back just a second, we're constantly revising and evolving our policies and procedures to stay ahead of and react to things that are changing in our world. And we recently just did a regional ad hoc subcommittee, which is now going to be a standing subcommittee that's cool. focused on energy storage systems. So we're talking micromobility devices, e-bikes, electric vehicles, energy storage systems and homes, businesses, utility grade, all of those sorts of things. And they just recently revised all of our policies. It was a regional effort, including all of our regional partners. So 23 different municipalities. Wow. So you leverage a lot of horsepower, get a mm-hmm. lot of uh, good perspectives and and it just enhances our ability as a department as a through our regional partnerships is we're all getting better and, and, yeah. and being pro- progressive together. No, I think that's awesome, especially when you look at, you know, the automatic aid system and the fact that, okay, well what happens when there could be potentially, you know, knock on wood, an electric car battery yeah. at 43rd Avenue and Greenway and Glendale and Fire are going to be running or Glendale and Phoenix are going to be running together. It's, you know, this allows all of the firefighters that respond together to learn these types of strategies and policies. Exactly right. Um, In our system, we train the same. We utilize the same standard operating procedures. We equip and provide the similar or identical equipment and certainly identical capabilities. And and we respond like one giant fire department. It's really an amazing and efficient system. So as we talked about before we walked in here, that this whole 13 minutes was going to go very quickly, and unfortunately it has. But before we end our time here today, I want to, as we're talking about, you know, regional efforts and working together with the automatic aid partners, I know that you and Chief Duran and Chief Palmore have been, you know, at the spear of doing some regional efforts Mm -hmm. with, you know, safety stand down and things like that. And we're currently working on something when it comes to these type of not just electric car battery fires, but there's other, you know, instances 
instances like that. Can you just touch on that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So the safety stand down is going to be a huge deal for us. It's a regional thing. It's a national thing. Energy storage systems to focus on it. One thing I do want to underscore for our last about 60 seconds here is the most important message that I want to share to the community is really about making sure that we're treating our lithium-ion battery devices correctly, following our manufacturer instructions, purchasing electric bikes and power drills and these sorts of things that have been validated for safety in this country by UL, making sure we're not overcharging them, using the wrong chargers, keeping them in the sun, not charging stuff on our beds and on couches. Mm -hmm. That's what's really important from a safety perspective that I want to share with the community today. No, I'm glad you touched on that because I almost forgot about that. But that's why you're here with me today. And knowing that we have all that information listed on our website at phoenix.gov forward slash fire, you can find different battery disposal areas and safe ways to be ensuring that you're using the proper batteries and charging systems. And we also have a really cool video about safety when it comes to all different types of electric scooters, batteries, chargers, etc. So, um, Chief Christ, thank you for joining me this morning. This is awesome. It's been a pleasure. Thank and you, Ellie. I will definitely be having you back on the show soon because I know you're no stranger to this. And I know we have plenty of cool things to be talking about within the Phoenix Fire Department. But for all those listening, if you're not already following us on social media, it's at PHX Fire on Twitter and Phoenix Fire Department spelt out on Instagram. But you'll find all the things that we're talking about right now plugged on our social media, linking you back to our website. And all of that stuff is going to allow you to stay safe. So thank you for listening and stay safe. Phoenix.